0: Welcome back again. Thanks for doing this. How was your offseason? Brady, happy to be back. The offseason was great. Really was able to unplug and relax and then started covering this Patriots team and their offense. And I I think things got a little, not necessarily for me. I think things have gotten a little more stressful for Patriots fans, though, based on uh, what some of the reporting has been, mine and others and uh, people's reactions to that. I just am sensing stress. I'm I'm, I'm sensing a little bit of nervous energy in New England right now.
1: We will talk about the offense. We will talk about the game against the Dolphins here in a second, but the Pats are being kind of universally mocked for this decision to go down to Miami on Tuesday. Like I saw Christian Fourier ripped them. I saw multiple other, you know, former players ripped them. I got to be honest. I don't get the criticism. Like this feels like an opportunity that mo- more teams would take. You can only really take it in week one. I feel like more teams would take it if they had the uh option available to them. I- am-, am I just stupid? I don't I don't get the criticism of this one.
0: No, I don't think you're I don't think you're stupid. And I don't think this is going to end up, you know, really making or breaking them. I, I get the trying to get acclimated to the weather part of it because it is different. I know people said, Whoa, well, it's 95 degrees up here in Boston. It's like If you've ever been in Miami when it's 95 degrees and you're in the one o'clock in the afternoon sun, it's a little different from 95 even in Boston. It's just a different kind of humidity this time of year. And so I get that, trying to get accustomed to that. I also have spoken to people that know this Patriots organization and how it operates really, really well. And basically when they heard this was happening, they said, well, this is just Bill pulling every lever he can to try to get his team to play at all differently than they normally do down there. They just have such a hard time. The one thing I would say, Brady, and I think this is probably part of the reason why players look at this and they say, it's a little bit of a weird decision. You are removing them from home. Yeah. they are human beings. You're removing them from their comfort zone. You're putting them in a situation where you might say, well, now they're going to, you know, they're going to be galvanized. They're going to spend some time together. They're going to be able to bond. You know, what's the harm in that? You're right. I would also say they've been doing a lot of that already. <laughs> they had camp. Camp is, you're at the hotel, you know, you're you're with each other all the time. You're away from your families for a lot of the time. You're getting sick of each other probably to a degree. Then as soon as camp ended, they went out to Vegas and they spent a week together out in Vegas. And so now they're spending another week together on the road in different and based on what we're seeing from the facilities down there, the practice facilities, sort of Spartan, conditions. Yeah. And so I think if you're a player, you might just look at this if it doesn't go well, right. If it doesn't work out, doesn't help you win this game on Sunday. If you're a player and you're saying, boy, Bill has made some, some interesting decisions here over the course of the last six months or so. We don't really have an offensive coordinator with any offensive, you know, noteworthy uh, offensive experience. Uh, We're, we're on the road all the time. It seems like Uh, we're trying to figure out a new offense with a new language when last year we were a top 10 scoring team and none of it seems to be going real well. You know, Mm -hmm. I wonder if that impacts in any way, shape or form, some type of buy-in. You know, there seems to be
1: conflicting thoughts on what we should be expecting from this Patriots team this year. Your colleague, Tom Curran, called it a bridge year. Robert Kraft, back at the owner's meeting said basically win a playoff game or else. Maybe it's in the middle of those two, but where exactly should we as fans be looking out of this year? To me, it can't be
0: a bridge year. I agree. You had your bridge year. Yeah. (laughs) You had your your nadir year in 2020. And if you wanted to call last year a bridge year, even after spending money, but you spent money, a lot of those guys are on, you know, they're all on multi-year contracts. So they're all going to be here for this year. You had a rookie quarterback. Last year, you could have called a bridge year. Not this year. (laughs) You only get the good quarterback on a rookie salary thing every once in a while, if you're lucky. And so they have that now and you're not in position to be wasting these years. Then you have what Robert Kraft said on top of that. And you have Bill Belichick, who's, you know, again, at a certain point in his career where he's chasing down a certain finish to his career, probably to add to his legacy. Uh, he's chasing a record. Maybe. I, I mean, who knows? I don't think, He's he's told many people just what he thinks about that Don Shula record and the all-time wins thing, but I, I would imagine it matters in some way to him. So there are a variety of reasons for which this cannot be a bridge year, in my opinion. And I know it might take the, the offensive coaching staff a while to get accustomed to coaching offense. It might take the players a while to get accustomed to this new offense. And I think it will mean a slow start to this season. I think Bill Belichick's trying to set us up for that. Could be like last year, where you start one and three. But I think even if that's the case, they should still eventually end up in the playoff hunt here. I did my full 17-game schedule prediction a couple weeks ago for our website, NBCSportsBoston.com. The middle of their schedule is juicy in terms of there are a lot of wins that should be wins right there on the schedule for them. you got the Lions and the Bears and the Browns led by Jacoby Brissett. It's, It's soft. It gets harder again at the end but they should be in the mix for the postseason again this year. Even if they start slow, which I think they think they're going to, this should still be a winning season. I don't think they're going to make the postseason, but that should be their goal. They shouldn't set out on this year saying, "Ah, hey, we're playing for 2023. That would be that would be uh, a bridge too far, so to speak.
1: <laughs> Phil Perry, NBC Sports Boston Patriots insider with us here on the Brady Farkas show on WDEV. The one thing... I take umbrage with with you, what you said the other day was you said that you thought Devontae Parker would be a pleasant surprise. Yes. When I hear pleasant surprise, I think of somebody who had no expectations. Mm-hmm. Based on what the Patriots did or didn't do, I now have expectations for Devontae Parker. He is now someone that I am now counting on. So therefore, to me, that takes him out of the pleasant surprise category. Why do you phrase it
0: that way? I only phrase it that way based on his, his recent history, right? So he's been in and out of the lineup down in Miami. He has fallen so far out of favor there that they're willing to trade him in the division for very little, you know, this guy is an afterthought, Uh, you know, or that's at least how his career has gone over the last couple of seasons. You go back to 2019, he's one of the best deep receivers in football. When you're talking about passes thrown 20 yards or more down the field, top five in terms of yards, top five in terms of quarterback rating produced. Guy was a stud down the field. It's exactly what the Patriots needed. I think it's part of the reason they ended up trading for him, but they still didn't trade much for him. He was was available, and he was available within the division. So that, to me, probably is why I felt as though his expectations were tempered. Hmm. But I think there are a lot of people like you, Brady, who look at this and say, well, this guy's got to be our number 1 receiver now. He's he's yeah. really the only boundary receiver they have. They drafted a guy in the second round in Tyquan Thornton, who should be a down the field threat for them, help stretch defenses, soften defenses deep down the field, but he's not available. So, I think he's a he's a hugely important piece to this offense already. I think you're right to um have some expectations for him based on the camp he had his last couple seasons in Miami aside, and I think I wrote about this for our website today. I think the matchup between DeVonte Parker in Xavier Howard is the matchup that wins or loses, or just decides the outcome of huh. this game. If Devontae Parker can beat Xavier Howard on a couple of 50, 50 balls deep down the field, and that thereby softens the dolphins defense, maybe it encourages them to blitz less than I think they would like to this week. Then I think the Patriots have a real chance. If he can't win those matchups and I, My understanding is down in Miami, when those guys used to go one-on-one, Howard used to dominate those matchups. So if that happens, to me, the Patriots can't win this game.
1: Which newcomer, aside from Parker, newcomer or rookie,
0: are you most excited to watch on Sunday? Boy, I think the one, aside from Parker, again, I I just think that matchup is so huge. I think that's going to be the matchup that we see, and I think it'll determine a lot. The most impactful rookie has to be Cole Strange. Yeah and we have to, Brady, it's it's not going to be an exciting guy to watch. I'm not sure I'm really answering your question because he's a guard. But if you're a Patriots fan, you're really hoping you don't hear his name all that often on Sunday. Mm -hmm. The issue is the Dolphins love to blitz. And the issue is Josh Boyer understands, I think, that if he attacks the left side of that Patriots line, his rushers are going to be able to find some success. Now you might say, well, they got Trent Brown on the left side. What What do you mean? He might be their most talented and best offensive lineman. Josh Boyer was here in 2018 when Trent Brown had a great year at left tackle. Josh Boyer saw how important Joe Tooney was to Trent Brown's success that year in terms of making sure information got out to the edge on that side of the line on the left side, helping Trent Brown understand what his responsibilities were. Tooney was massive when it came to Brown's success that season. Now he doesn't have a Joe Tooney. He doesn't have a Ted Karras type. He doesn't have a Shaq Mason type next to him to be able to make sure that that transfer of information from David Andrews out gets out there. It's Cole strange. And I think between the two of them, there's going to be a lot on their plates to be able to protect Mac Jones. I think Boyer is going to test them early and often. He's going to send the house at them. He's going to overload that side, I think, at times. And so Cole Strange, to me, it's almost asking too much, Brady. I'm not sure he's he's ready for that kind of responsibility, but he has to be because he's their starting left guard. So he's he's the newcomer, aside from Parker, that I think matters most in this game.
1: Phil, will get you out of here on three. They don't have to be one-word answer questions, but three We're quick great. hitters. Yeah. Which, That's my strong suit, Brady. Quick, quick,
0: quick, quick. quick.
1: <laughs> Which second-year player makes a bigger impact this season? Nelson
0: Aguilar or Jonu Smith? I'm going to say Jonu Smith. I've seen them work Smith in to their offensive attack this summer in a variety of ways. In line, in the slot, in the backfield quite a bit. They're going to figure out a way to get more bang for their buck based on all the bucks that they're giving <laughs> to Jonu Smith. I'm not sure they're going to be able to manufacture touches for Aguilar in the same way.
1: I asked you this same question a year ago. If 70 plays is the number of plays the Pats run, what's the desired run
0: pass breakdown? Ooh, last year, I assume I would have answered very heavy in the run. 40 direction. runs was your answer last year. Yeah. I think for the Patriots to have success, on 70 plays, based on what we've seen from the run game this year, new scheme, new language. To me, they have to put it in Mac Jones's hands to have success offensively and move the ball. So I'm going from 40 all the way down to 25. 25 runs
1: and 45 passes, okay? And then lastly, who is this game more
0: important to? I think it's more important to the Patriots. I mean, the Dolphins, they really are... They, I know they've got a good complement of weapons. I know they just spent a lot of money, but this is a first-year head coach creating a new scheme, a new culture. The program is just being built there. Here in New England, I think based on where you are in terms of your overall trajectory as a franchise, but also where you are with this specific team in need of, I think, seeing some positive results, whether you're, you know, forget the fans who I think would love to see some positive results, but talking about the players and the coaches themselves. I think they could use a little positive reinforcement. I think there's a reason why Bill Belichick has been so positive about his team at the microphone. He tries to give them what they need. When they're a great team, he's willing to knock them down a peg or two to keep them humble. When they're not, you see, I think, what you've seen... Mm for a large part of this summer. So I think this game means more to the Patriots than it does to the Dolphins. Phil Perry,
1: NBC Sports Boston Patriots Insider going to be with us every single Friday at this time throughout the rest of the season. And the NBC Sports Boston Patriots pregame show begins noon on Sunday. You're on it, 12 to 1. 12 to 1, it's the best around. I choose that over ESPN, CBS, all of them. So Phil, we appreciate you. I appreciate you, Brady. we will talk to you next week, man.